Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Today we're going to talk about setting it right. That's our theme for this year, set it right. And uh, we're going to talk about setting it right through honor. I want you to just stand with me. We're going to talk about, uh, we're, we're going to start from Hebrews 2, 7 this morning. And it says, uh, just one scripture, yet you made him, uh, talking about God is, is, is uh, the you, yet you made them, them is us, only a little lower than the angels and crowned them with what? You, you, you're tired already. Let's try it again. You made them only a little lower than the angels and crowned them with what? Glory. Glory. And honor. Let's pray. Father, thank you, God, for your word. Let it bring transformation, God, today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. It's so important that we understand the the principle of honor. And if you look at the word of God, one of the things that we see is that God is a God who functions through honor. Everything that you read about, every breakthrough, every miracle performed in the word of God, every, everything that every person that Jesus touched had to do with honor being present. Honor is the way of the kingdom of God. If you're going to set anything right in this world, it has to be done through honor. If you're going to set anything right in your world, in in your life, it's going to have to come through honor. Because when you get honor wrong, you get life wrong. Let me say that again. When you get honor wrong, you get life wrong. God is a God of honor. That is his nature, and that is how he functions. If you look in the word of God, whenever God called anybody, he did it through honor. Jesus came on the earth. And he always honored the father and the father honored the son. When Jesus did a miracle, Jesus honored the faith of people because Jesus honored because because they honored uh, the, the word of the Lord. God honored them. So honor is the way of the kingdom of God. Honor is the way God works in our life. In the kingdom of God, everything happens because of honor. And in, this, in the scripture we read in, in Hebrews 2, 7, man was created, man was crowned with glory and honor. That's why we're attracted to honor. That's why we, when, when we're, we're, we see other people honored, there's something that happens. You ever see somebody honored in a great way, but it does something to you on the inside? How many of you saw a few weeks ago when Philip was, we, we honored Philip for, uh, Pastor Dan called him up. And honored him for the work that he was doing in the community. And, and uh, Philip was moved and, and, and Pastor Dan handed him over a check because of, of the things that he's doing here in this city. And I'll tell you one thing, man. I, I, I saw Philip being honored. And I got a little misty. You know, I got a, got a little, I didn't cry, but, but I, got a, I got a little misty. Let's just say that. Got a little misty. You ever watch shows like, like Undercover Boss? You ever see that show? How many of you have ever seen that show, Undercover Boss? What, what about back in the day, that show Extreme Makeover, where, where they would make over somebody's house, and, and they, would, they would show them great honor. And you, you watch those things. You watch shows like Undercover Boss, and, and it moves you. You're not the one that's being honored, but, 
but the way that honor is being shown to somebody else, it moves your heart. And sometimes you get a little misty-eyed. Sometimes you cry. And, and you're not the one that's getting the house. or You're not the one that's getting the promotion like an undercover boss. But there's something that happens on the inside that moves us when we see somebody else honored. You ever watch movies? And it moves you. It's why women love those chick flicks and romance movies. Because great honor is being displayed and it does something on the inside. I remember the first time I watched Braveheart. You know? And if you didn't see the, the movie, it's, it's old. So I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen. He dies at the end. You know, William Wallace, great leader, but he dies. So, sorry. But I remember when, when I saw Braveheart, I got a little lump in my throat when the man died. Because he died in a way that was so honorable. And there's something that happens in our life when, when we see People do honorable things or we see honor displayed to somebody else. Why? Because man was created with honor. And we are, since we were created with honor, we are created to function with honor in our lives. And that's why, that's why we're attracted to it. That's why it feels good when we're honored. That's why it feels good when we see somebody else honored. But when we're dishonored, it causes pain. When we're dishonored, it causes anger. And when we see somebody else dishonored, it does something on the inside of us and we get angry and we can see that something's not right. But why is it like that? Because God created you with honor. You are wired with it. You are wired to function with honor. And we live in a generation that seeks honor but does not know how to practice it. That's why social networking is so huge today. Because social networking, and, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but what it does is it fills the need for significance, for value, and honor, and connection. It fills a need for, for, for people to be connected socially, but people become honor seekers online. You're not hearing me. You see, the more I heard somebody say the other day that, that the more friends they have online, or the more followers they, they felt better about who they were. And see, here, here's the deal is, is that you, you, you cannot go through life being an honor seeker and looking for honor from man. And we live in a society where it's, it's, it's all about me. It's, it's, it's a selfie generation. You can even buy a selfie stick for your phone you know, or your GoPro so you could take pictures of yourself and you can post that, that stuff. And if you're posting selfies, that, that, that's on you. I'm not telling you that's wrong. But what I'm saying is if you're seeking, you're doing it because you're seeking honor, you're seeking value, then you're going to be disappointed because the, I heard it said one, one time from somebody that if, if you live for the praises of men, you'll die by their criticisms. My son one day uh, built something from Legos. He's, he's just got Legos all over my house, you know. But he... he got some kind of flyer in his Lego box about some kind of Lego club. And if you post pictures of your, your Lego creations, 
um, then you have a chance to, to win a prize. So they post their pictures. It's almost like Facebook. They're, you know, you post pictures and, and people like it and they put comments on it. And uh, he was disappointed because he, he built this thing and he was, he was proud of it. I mean, he, he thought it was like the, the best thing. And so I acted like it's the best thing too. You know, I was like, man, I'm proud of you. This is, this is awesome. We took pictures and got out my camera and he goes, dad, I want to post this on, on the Lego club. And I said, all right, man, we'll, we'll, we'll post that, you know. And, uh, you know, a few days later, he went and checked it. He only had two likes on it. And all, and, and all these other, some of these other creations on there, they're like hundreds of likes. And he was disappointed. He was like, Dad, nobody, don't, nobody likes what I did. I said, do you like it? He said, yeah, I like it. That, that's all that matters then, man. Because life isn't about likes. Life, life is not about likes from other people. And we're going we're gonna to limit our lives if we're always looking for the approval of somebody else. If you like who you are, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. If you like the things that you create in this life, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And I think when we learn to understand that we were created and crowned with honor, then we won't go through this life being honor seekers. Ephesians 6, every parent knows this scripture. We're going to teach some principles from it this morning, though. Ephesians 6 says, honor your, your father and mother. Let's go to, to the next one. Honor your fa-. It says, ch- actually, children obey your parents. And the parents say, amen, because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will what? Go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. Okay, so let's talk about this for a moment. It's right to honor your parents. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's right to honor parents. Why? Because parents are life sources in our life. Parents are life givers. They're life sources. Okay? So it's right to honor the the people that brought you into this world. The the Bible doesn't say to honor them if they deserve it. It doesn't say to honor them if you like them or if they they did everything right. And, And if you're a parent, you know sometimes we don't always do everything right. But the Bible just simply states to obey your parents and honor them because it's the right thing to do. But what if you didn't have parents? But you know that that there's other life sources in this life. You could have had a spiritual mother or spiritual father that was a life source in your life, a life giver. There's people in your life that that maybe if you're part of the the marriage ministry here and and, and the leadership there, the, the people that are involved in that ministry, maybe through the teaching that they gave you, they brought life to your marriage. They're they're like a life giver to you. There's there's ministries that are like life givers. There's churches that are that are life life givers. There's there's mentors. There's things that are life givers in their in our lives. And those are the things that we ought to show honor to in our lives. Some of you have been blessed by people, but you've never honored them. People have helped you to to fix your marriage, but you've never honored them. People have have, have taught your kids and taken care of your kids in the nursery, have have, have taught your kids in, in, in different classes here, but you've never honored the people that have brought life to them. 
It's right to show honor. There's relationships that have come into our life and people that have brought life to us. And why does God say children obey? Because he wants honor to be learned early. And where does it start? Not in the school. It doesn't happen through television. It happens at home. And God wants us to learn it early. Why? Because it comes with a promise so that things may go well for you. Some versions say, so all will be well or everything will be well for you. You know what, what, what it is when everything goes well for you? It's called favor. And that's what, what, what honor will release in your life, is honor will release favor in your life, and all things will go well for you in your life when, when you have been a person of honor. So if things aren't going so well, then you need to check how you're honoring. Our prisons are filled with people that, didn't, that had honor problems. They didn't honor the law. They didn't honor mom and dad. They didn't honor the the, the teachers that that taught them. They didn't honor something. They They didn't honor life. And because of that, all things have not gone well for them. And instead of an increase of life, life has been taken from them. Honor is the key to a good life. So what is honor? It means to esteem at the highest level or add weight to. Honor is all about value. The word comes from a, from a time when people would weigh shekels to determine their value. The heavier, more weighty the coin, the more value was described. So when you value something, it carries weight in your life. Does that make sense? When you value something, it's because it, it carries weight in your life. So the more you, the more you put value on something, the more weight it has on your life. And the less that you value something, then what you're saying is, this doesn't have much weight on my life. Now here's the reality. There's a lot of you that think that there's certain things that are valuable to you. But the way that you honor shows that those things don't hold much weight in your life. That's hard. How much weight does the presence of God hold in your life? And I see on Sundays that folks come in late during worship. Come in 20, 30 minutes trying to miss worship on purpose. What you, what you, sh- what you show God is that you don't value the presence of God or he doesn't hold any weight in your life. Come to church and never take notes because whoever's speaking up here doesn't hold much weight in your life that you would want to record it. You know, I'm, I've been a pastor for 15 years. I know a lot of stuff because I've been doing this for a while. But I'll, sit, I'll still sit here every week and take notes from Pastor Dan and some of the stuff I've heard maybe two or three times because I've been sitting under his ministry since I was 17. But every time I hear it, I'll record it and I'll write it down because if I honor it, then I can receive from it. And sometimes I get my own sermons from it, too. (laughs) 
Because you know what happens is I honor it and I write it down. As I'm typing it down, I'll get an, he'll make a point about something. Then I'll, I'll get something new. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to preach this. He didn't talk about that. He missed that there. But you know what happens is we honor the word and somebody is speaking. We honor it. We record it. Then what happens is God adds to it. And many times what, what people come to church, you're falling asleep. You're, you're, you're just you're doing time. That's what you're doing. It's like we got a lot of people in church that are like community service workers. That's, that's what you're doing. You're just doing time because you know, have no honor for the presence of God. You know, have no honor for the revelation that's being preached. And you wonder why things are going the way they are in your life. All things will go well for you when there's honor in your life. When we worship God at church, what we do is we show That his presence holds weight in our lives. When we we take notes, we're saying that what you're speaking holds weight in my life. And I don't want to miss it. When we give, when we tithe, we're, we're, we're putting weight on the fact that God is good. So we'll give back to him because we, we honor him. But, but see, honor is, is what will bring the increase in our lives. But honor will, dishonor will always bring limitation. Look in Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through 5. It says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked, what's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't, aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Verse 4, and Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own household. And he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hand on a few sick people and healed them. So the, the, Jesus goes to his hometown, but he's limited because of a lack of honor. There was no honor in his own hometown. There was, there was no kind of honor that they paid to him and the reason why they didn't give him honor because they saw him as a carpenter and they saw him as Mary's son the word without honor translated means dishonor or ordinary so they treated him as somebody that was ordinary because that's what they saw there's a correlation between honor and perception you will, the, the measure of honor you release is determined by the measure of value you perceive. And this is why we have honor issues, because we don't see the value in people. We don't see the value in certain things, and we don't honor it. If you're going to honor something the right way, you can't see it the wrong way. You will never honor anything right as long as you see it wrong. So they saw a carpenter. They saw an ordinary man. And what they received was just an ordinary Jesus. Now, a lot of us have 
a hard time with honor because we think, well, I'm not going to honor that person because they haven't done anything for me. Well, I don't want to honor them because the way they act, or I don't want to honor my boss, or I don't want to honor this person because they haven't done anything for me. But, But here's the deal, that honor is not about performance. Honor is about price. We honor everyone because Jesus paid the highest price for all people. So every person may not seem honorable in your eyes, but every person was created with honor. And because you're from the kingdom of God, we honor everybody because of the price that was paid on their lives. We have a hard time honoring those over us. I remember I had a, I had a boss, not Pastor Dan, he's, he's my boss, but I had a boss. Before I started working for the church, I just couldn't stand him. Because he was so rude in the office. And I remember I was just rude back. And I was just like, this guy has an attitude with me, so I'm going to have an attitude with him. But what I didn't understand was I was limiting promotion in my life because of the way I responded to him. And I didn't understand that we honor, we, we don't, sometimes we, 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 we have to look past the people. Because honor is, is we don't honor people because, because we like them. We honor position. We, we honor places of authority. The, the Bible talks about that in Roman, about how all authority has been established by God. And sometimes we don't like the authority over us. But here's what happens when we dishonor the authority, even though we don't like them. We dishonor ourselves because we dishonor what God told us to do. So here's what happens is the Bible says that something that's just mind-blowing. It says that Jesus could do no mighty work there. So in the place where there was no honor, Jesus could do no mighty work. He, it, the Bible doesn't say that he would not. Didn't say that he made a choice. I'm not doing anything big here. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything miraculous. The Bible says that he could not. So the potential was there, but his potential was restricted because of the lack of honor. The Bible says that only a few were healed. The blessing was limited to a few. Honor will determine the measure of blessing, of of what you receive from God. Blessing will always be limited where there is no honor. Did you hear that? Blessing will always be limited where there is no honor in our lives. And here's, here's the interesting thing. The, the Bible says that there, were, there was a few healed. But yet the Bible does not call it a mighty work. I would say that a few people getting healed is pretty mighty. But compared to what Jesus could have done, it was small. And a lot of us need to to look at our lives. There are things that are supposed to be mighty in our lives. There are some things that are supposed to be mighty that are happening. But we are seeing God do little in our lives because it is a lack of honor. Now let me ask you this. If Jesus was limited because of lack of honor, what are you limiting in your life because you lack honor? 
Is Jesus limited because of your lack of honor? Well, let's, let's talk about family. Is, is your family limited because of lack of honor? Is, is your family that's supposed to be mighty not mighty because there's a lack of honor? What's supposed to be great in your life but isn't great because there is a lack of honor? Some of us have limited finances, limited opportunities, limited promotions at work, limitation in life, and it has everything to do with how we approach life and how we walk with honor. If honor could restrict the might of heaven, then it's honor that releases it. What if we came in one Sunday and the whole church came in with honor? What would your family be like if Honor was the culture at home. What would it be like at your job if if honor was part of the culture at your work? What things could be released in your life if honor was flowing constantly? If there was a culture of of honor at at your place of work or wherever you go. See, honor is what releases, dishonor restricts. But what would life look like if you were an honor releaser? My son the other day kind of convicted me because we we're talking about math and, you know, we, we go over uh, his, his math at times in the morning on the way to school and uh, I'm just going over basic stuff with him. And he, 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 he didn't know it. It's stuff that he already knew. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was just getting a little, you know, frustrated with him, with the boy, you know, because I told him, you know, Andrew, you, you don't know this. Because he was telling me, I know it, just give me a moment. Like, you don't know this. You need to study more. You, you need to practice this more because you, you don't know it. And he's like, well, let me try it again. He got it wrong. I said, obviously, you don't know it. You don't know, you don't know how to do this. And, and he, he says, you know what, Dad, maybe if you stop telling me what I didn't know, maybe I would know something. <laughs> and being the good dad that I am, I said, you don't know what you're talking about, boy. <laughs> so how do you want me to reward you and honor you for what you don't know? And then it hit me later on in the day. You know what? True honor celebrates who someone is rather than who they're not. That's what true honor is. And I'm preaching this, but I don't have it down yet. I'm not saying because I'm, I'm speaking it that I, that I have an A in honor. That, that if you were to look at my report card and, and how I honor in all areas of my life, I would, I would maybe get a, a couple A's in some areas and maybe an F in other areas because I, I haven't mastered it yet. But I see the value in it. And I see that when you honor someone, it can release their potential. Honor release, honor is what released the potential of Jesus in other places. But it was dishonor that restricted it. And there's things in your life that you need to change. Then why not practice honor there? Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we, we believe that, you know, we never correct our kids or, 
we live in a, in a culture where, you know, you, you never correct issues. Like, it's all love. Like, if they, if they blow it, it's like, that's all right, man. Come or if they're disobedient, that's all right, man. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that there's a way to do things honorably and there's a way to do things dishonorably. But if honor could, was re, what restricted, dishonor is what restricted Jesus, how much more is it restricting you and the people in your life? Are you hearing me? Now let's, let's move on here. The, the, I want to talk about the, the prodigal son for a moment. We're not going to read the scripture. I'll put the reference here. In, in Mark, uh, the scripture reference, not, not the actual scripture, but, but honor celebrates, okay? That's, that's the way the father is. Honor celebrates. And you look at the, the, the prodigal son. Everybody knows the prodigal son. If you don't, go home and read it. The, the, the prodigal son is found in Luke. And, and the Bible talks about this son who, who asked for the father's inheritance before his father died. Now, in Jewish culture, that was like a slap in the face. If, if you asked for your inheritance, that was, that was totally, you know, shameful. It was totally dishonoring to your parents because when you did that, it was almost like saying that I wish you were dead to your parents. Now, give me my money. So what this boy does is it's, it's totally unthinkable in his culture, and it's, it's, it's a great offense, and the boy gets the inheritance because the father still honored the son what he wanted. And the boy goes out and he parties and, you know, he's going out to Vegas. He's acting stupid, spending all the money. And then he runs out of all the money and, until he finds himself homeless. He's, he lives a life where he is, he is totally uh, living a life below the, 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 the standard of living that he had before. And his whole life really is an, an abomination to the Jewish culture. Because the Bible says that he lived among the Gentiles and he got work taking care of pigs. And pigs and, and, and with the Jews were, were, totally, uh, were a total abomination. So they didn't, they, they didn't eat bacon, okay? They didn't do that. That was, that was, that was unclean. It, was, it would defile them. So when Jesus is talking about the prodigal son to the Jews... Can you imagine the Jews hearing the story about this boy? The Jews would have been like, dude, this guy, this guy's a punk. Let me just put this up here on, on my Twitter feed. You know, prodigal son, hashtag punk son, you know, don't ever come back. You know, and just it's just totally disrespectful what the dude did. And I'm telling you, as, as Jesus is sharing the story of the prodigal son, every Jew would have been like, dude, that dude, oh, I disown him. That dude's the biggest punk. If my son ever did that, I'll never take him back. That's what they're saying. I I, I wish I never had him. That's how bad it was. And the prodigal son one day comes to himself and he's like, you know what? I, I had it better at home with my father. So he decides to go home in all his shame. He probably goes home with ratty, raggedy clothes, probably stinks, matted hair, just looks like, like a bum. And something surprising happens as, as Jesus is sharing the story because the Jews, as they're listening to the story, they're probably like, all right, man, this guy, whoo, when he gets home, it's on. They're like, tell us, Jesus, tell us how this thing ends. Tell us. And they're probably at the edge of their seats like, this dude's, 
ooh, he's going to get, he's, he's just going to get smacked when he gets home. And they're, they're, they're waiting because they, they want justice. And Jesus continues to talk about the father and how the father, when he saw the son, he ran toward him. And the Jews would have been offended by that. You know why? Because it was, it was totally undignified for a father to run, especially in a situation like this, toward his children. Because they wore robes. And that father, in order for him to run toward his child or his boy, he would have to pick up his robe exposing his shame. And he would run toward, in shame, toward this shameful son. And before the son could even utter a word, before the son could even say, I'm sorry, dad, before the son could even give an an explanation or anything or repent, the father honored the son. The father shamed himself to honor his boy. That's a picture of salvation. Jesus hung on a cross and he shamed himself to restore honor back in your life. He embraces the son. And the Jews that heard the story were probably scratching their head like, what what is this father doing? But what Jesus was trying to show them what the father was like. And the father didn't say, hey, Why'd you do that to me? I never want to see you again. You know that God isn't into paybacks? You know that God isn't into to revenge and paying you back for what you've done? The, aunt, the, the father honors the son. And when I read the story, I'd be like, man, if that was my boy, whew, it'd be on, man. If you're from the hood... You'd be like, I would, I, man, that boy would have never even, I would not even be waiting for him, watching for the boy. You know, just, but here's what happens. The father does something even more crazy. He, he gives him a robe. It was a sign of honor and dignity. Can you imagine the boy being raggedy and dirty and filthy? But the father bringing out the best robe to cover his shame. Gives him a ring, symbolic of authority. What he was doing was restoring authority in the father's house. And giving him access to everything that the father owned. Gave him some sandals. Why sandals? Because the boy probably came in without shoes. And slaves are the only ones in the home that didn't wear shoes. And the father didn't want the son walking around like a slave, so he put sandals, which is a sign of authority and sonship. It was to distinguish between those that were sons in the house and those were slaves. And even though the, the, the son deserved to be treated like a slave or a servant, the, the father celebrated who he was. And he showed him honor. This is the picture of honor that the the father has for us. And you notice that 
The honor didn't start from the son first. The honor started from the father. Before you could even give your life to the Lord, God had already honored you. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Your whole salvation is founded by honor. If it wasn't for honor, you wouldn't even be sitting in the seats that you're in right now. You thought it was something that you did. You thought it was because you said a prayer. No, you are only here because God honored you. And if our father functions with honor, And we're created with honor. And we've been given honor, then we should release honor around us. We should live honorable lives. You think, well, there's people that don't deserve it. No, but neither did you. We were all like the prodigal son. We were all prodigals at one point, and salvation really is just our our, our homecoming. Salvation is just God's kids coming back home and the father celebrating who they were. Not asking him, where, where were you for three months? Okay, let's, let's talk about this. Why did, you, why did you do all the stuff that you did? Why did you tell me that you were going to do this and, and you went and did that? No, the father embraces who we are. And he celebrates what we are, not what we're not. Some of you, it's hard for you live, to live honorable lives because you don't know what it means to feel valued. You grew up in places where you were dishonored, where people didn't show you honor, where people around you, people that should have honored you didn't, where people should, that should have taught you honor, they didn't. Some of you have had friends that have walked away from you and, and they've devalued who you are because they dishonored you. Some of you are here and you came to this church because another pastor dishonored you. But you have to let that stuff go. Because you were crowned with honor. You weren't, you weren't created with dishonor. Dishonor is not supposed to flow through your life. Honor is supposed to be released through you. People are supposed to be better because you showed up on the scene. This world is supposed to be better because of the honor that's inside of your life. Because God showed you honor, we're supposed to release it around us. Not because of people deserving it. Because that's the way that our Father is. I want you to stand with me today. I just want you to think for a moment about all the honor that God has shown you. Some of you, you were no good to anybody else out in the world. Your own family didn't want to be around you. But God has shown you honor. He gave you the job that you have. You didn't deserve it, but he gave it to you. Gave you the things that you have. You didn't deserve it. But he celebrated you anyway. And crowned you with honor. But for some of us, we really need a revelation of real honor in our lives. Because we've never received it. We're just going to worship God for a moment. If there's people in your life that you need to forgive. 
because they've dishonored you, then we're going to let that go today. Because as long as you're carrying dishonor, you cannot release honor to people around you. As long as you, you hold on to dishonor and you operate it on it, in it, you cannot release what you need to release in your life. Let's just ask to the Lord just to begin to move in our hearts. God, we just... Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.